I'm Dr. Heidi Robenheimer, Managing Editor of the CFA Institute Financial Analyst Journal, with my snapshot of our third quarter issue of 2021, covering Volmageddon, ADRs, soft commissions, carbon emissions, the end of the era of hedge funds, and the predictability of bonds. We also have our penultimate piece celebrating our 75 years by Andrew Lowe about the co-evolution of markets and technology. We start with our fourth in the series of articles celebrating the journal's 75 years. Andrew Lowe's piece, The Financial System Red in Tooth and Claw, 75 Years of Co-Evolving Markets and Technology. Andrew is well known for his adaptive markets hypothesis. In this article, he reflects on the adaption or evolution of financial practice with that of technology. He defines eight eras of financial evolution from 1945 to the present, mapping each against the technological development of the era as well as financial and regulatory milestones, from Bretton Woods to Bitcoin. How did we get here and what's next? Make this the subject of your next research book club. Back to our more recent history, the market crash of short volatility strategies on 5th of February 2018 was nicknamed Volmageddon. This event saw the demise of some inverse VIX exchange-traded products in the US, but also holds lessons for us today. In their article, Volmageddon and the Failure of Short Volatility Products, Augustin Chen and Van den Bergen take us through the steps of the negative feedback loop that created Volmageddon. Through the detailed analysis of this case, they demonstrate the pitfalls of hedge and leverage rebalancing when markets are concentrated and volatility spikes. Investors, regulators and risk managers will all find something to add to their practice as a result of what we learn from that day and this article. In case you missed it, the article Levered and Inverse Exchange Traded Products, Blessing or Curse, published in the first quarter of this year, makes for a good companion read. Next, we cover another financial product, namely American Depository Receipts, or ADRs. ADRs allow U.S. investors to participate in foreign equity on the U.S. markets and enable foreign companies to achieve a sort of cross-listing, which potentially lowers their cost of capital. For firms in markets such as China, where IPO legislation can be tricky, ADRs can be an attractive alternative. But these have not been without controversy. Bessenbinder, Chen, Choi, and Wei put this all into perspective by analyzing the overall performance of Chinese and global ADRs. They review the performance of ADRs of firms across the world from 1950s to present. If you're new to these products, this article will give you an excellent introduction to their breadth, history, and diversity. Investors have enjoyed significant performance benefit and diversification through this market, particularly with respect to Chinese firms. The authors express concern that legislation such as the Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act could be prohibitive to the future of Chinese ADRs in particular. And speaking of legislation, it's been more than three years since MIFID II became applicable in Europe and some rebundling legislation will take effect next year. Soft commissions, or the bundling of execution and research, has been debated and legislated for years. In To Bundle or Not to Bundle, a review of soft commissions and research unbundling, Bender, Clapham, Gomba and Koch systematically review all the literature to this point to inform the road ahead for both researchers and legislators. The authors report a consensus in the literature so far about agency conflicts and the cost of bundling. Research post-MIFID legislation in Europe collectively points to higher research quality but reduced research coverage. But the literature also points to the difficulty of cross-border broking, presents conflicting results on the effect of unbundling on smaller firms, and conjectures about mixed models in the future. 
This is an excellent cheat sheet on all the work done to this point on soft commissions. The consensus and the conflicts are summarized beautifully with recommendations on the road ahead. Having unbundled, let's decarbonize. In our next article, Decarbonizing Everything, authors from Harvard and State Street analyze how the use of different climate risk measures lead to different portfolio carbon outcomes and risk-adjusted returns. This article provides a good explanation of the origin, strengths, and weaknesses of different types of carbon metrics, scope 1, 2, and 3 emissions, operational emissions, total value chain, analyst ratings. The authors attempt to construct a decarbonizing factor by designing long-short portfolios combining various metrics. Their results are enlightening, particularly along sector or industry lines. For every investor and manager looking to manage climate risk within portfolio construction, this is a must-read. We end the issue with the sad news about hedge funds and the good news about bonds. In Hedge Fund Performance, End of an Era, authors from the US and Finland demonstrate that hedge fund performance really did turn a corner after 2008. Aggregate performance has declined across funds, and even the ability of established models to select hedge funds hasn't helped investors much. The authors test a number of different theories, but land on the fact that post-2008 reforms and central bank interventions were the likely turning point, and they advise investors to calibrate their expectations of hedge fund returns downward from here on. The good news is that authors from Robico have demonstrated in our final article of the issue that government bonds are predictable, and therefore well worth the effort for an active manager. In Predicting Bond Returns, 70 Years of International Evidence, they examine bonds in major markets around the world over a much longer period than other studies have used. They demonstrate robust results to very tradable strategies, with all the details for replication to be found in the article. They attribute the premium available for active bond fund management not to market or macroeconomic risks, nor to transaction costs or other investment frictions, but rather to market inefficiency. And that's it for the third quarter of 2021. But don't stop there. Be part of the global conversation by sharing your thoughts and questions about the articles that interest you on social media using hashtag Financial Analyst Journal. Browse the Financial Analyst Journal going back to 1945 on Taylor and Francis Online. Institutional subscribers and logged in CFA Institute members have full access to all the articles. Audio summaries of research articles are available free on iTunes and Spotify, alongside prior editor snapshots in case you missed something. Look up Financial Analyst Journal on your favorite podcast provider and tell us what you think. 